Father God, you are simply, simply amazing. You're so beautiful in all that you do. Thank you for your encouragement that you give us in times of struggle, in times of exhaustion and weariness, in times where we are sitting on mountains. You encourage us out of your love. God, I want to thank you not only for the blessings you give, not just for blessings, God. I thank you for the guidance. I thank you for the guidance that you give us as well. Not only through your word, God, but through your voice. Because even today, you still speak. You still speak. And God, even in today's times where it is just everywhere, God, everywhere, you still has never left us or forsaken us. So God, I just want to thank you for being a God of your word. Thank you for being a God of your word. make sure that we are always in the right path. You know, you structure us. Your structure is impeccable. You make sure that we are always in the lane that we are destined to go to. You are like the best GPS that we could ever ask for or wish for God. Because whenever we're going down the wrong road or doing something that is not in your will, You tell us to detour. You make sure we detour. And get back in line. And that's only because you love us. So me, myself, personally, I consider you the best father ever. Thank you. Thank you for your discipline. Thank you for your structure. Thank you for your compassion and your love. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for your mercies that are made new every morning. Every morning. Every day we have the opportunity to wake up and come. Every day. Every day. Thank you for being the same God you was back then, here now. Thank you for never changing. Thank you for always loving. Thank you for all you do behind the scenes. All the things that we don't even see. Thank you. Thank you for being a God who never sleeps. God, your word says you never sleep or slumber. Thank you for never sleeping on us. 24 hours, you, you know, time is not, time is not even in your, in your room. But when we look at it from our physical human minds, 24 hours every day. 
from then until the rest of our lives, you watch us without a second, without a second. You don't turn your cheek for a second, God. That alone is incredible. That alone is incredible. God, I just thank you. I just thank you. Holy Spirit, be in the midst of this conversation. You know, I am just your vessel. Speak through me, whatever you want. Have it, it is yours. Have it your way, whatever you need. God, I love you so much. I love you so much. And on behalf of Earth, I will speak for the entire universe. And just say thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You're incredible. You're impeccable. You're impeccable. Beautiful. Beautiful. And you always intrigue me. I just appreciate you so much. I appreciate a life with you. And I appreciate that I can have confidence knowing that you're there. Knowing you're there. And even though I might not feel it at that time, I know for a fact, as I'm doing now, that I will look back and always see you in the mist. Glory to you, God. Glory to you, God. I love you so much. And I thank you. Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Good morning. <laughs> Good morning, y'all. Good morning. I know it's been a little while since I've been on here. Um, I have a lot going on. And you know what? Y'all. The last three weeks has been the state of confusion. It has been so much confusion. Confusion. So, I want to start off by telling you guys a story. And, um... want to tell like my cup of tea (laughs) for everybody to drink because you know my business is my business I'm very private um but I want to let you guys know that I'm human and I'm subject to make mistakes and also if by me telling my story I can one person gets wisdom to not make the same mistakes that I was about to make all is worth telling. It's worth telling. So, a couple of days ago, I got an email. I got an email from the State Rental Assistance Program. And in this email, it says that I was already approved and that they were going to pay my rent for up to three months or 
up to six months or something like that. So I'm looking at this email and it says I'm already approved, qualified, I guess, approved. And I guess it was for people who, you know, met the income requirements due to COVID and, you know, you get your rent paid. So don't get me wrong. I am, y'all, I'm extremely blessed, blessed beyond matches. And I'm not just saying that to look cute or anything. I'm blessed, blessed, blessed. I mean, I'm not a millionaire, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a lawyer, I'm an average person, but I'm blessed. Um, But looking at this email, (laughs) you know, I'm like, well, if they're going to pay my rent, (laughs) why not? Thank you, Jesus, you know. Thank you, Jesus. Um, Thinking that the Lord just blessed me to get my rent paid for how long. And, you know, that's a couple of stacks in a bank account for me. So I'm looking at this email and, um, you know, saying I'm pre-approved and, you know, it's going to call and get it done and, you know, give glory to God for it. And, you know, I already got money in my bank account, but what's a little extra, you know? So I was on the phone with my sister today. God is so good. I'm about to cry. I was on the phone with my sister today. And she was speaking to me about this house that she believed God, you know, is promising her. So I'm in agreement with her. She's going to get the house, y'all. I'm going to tell y'all that testimony when that time comes. But she was speaking about this house that she's, you know, believing God is telling her to get. So her husband is at work and... He was talking to his boss about the house that they're going to get. And his boss was saying, okay, well, don't worry about it. Just speak to my realtor. And my realtor can look at, you know, some really good houses for y'all. And, um, you know, get you guys to buy, you know, a really, really good house. And I'm on the phone with her and she's like, girl, that was nothing but the enemy. She said she watched you know, something told her to go back and watch Michael Todd Crazy Faith. Well, she was listening to a song and it had Michael Todd's Trading Faith on it, um, this R&B song, and they played a snippet of his Trading Faith. And she looked up Trading Faith and realized that it was a part of the first series of Crazy Faith that she's never watched. So she's like, okay, well, me and my husband is going to watch this every day. So she watched the episode and in that episode, he had somebody come up from the audience and it was two chairs on a stage. And I've seen this. I remember this. So there's two chairs on a stage. And Michael Todd asked him, which one would you sit in? He pointed to the chair that looked good. And it looked like it was going to hold him up. So Michael Todd asked him, okay, so even though that chair looks good. And it looks like it's going to hold you up. And this chair don't look so stable. What if I tell you that God says the chair that don't look stable is the chair he wants you to sit in? Would you still sit in it? He said, no. Because he told him to be honest. He said, no. I'm still going to sit in a chair that looks good and looks like it can hold me up. So Michael Todd sat in the unstable chair. He's like, what if I sit there and I sit in the unstable chair to show you it can hold you up? We're about the same size. And I tell you that this chair is the chair God wants you to sit in. Would you sit in it? And the guy is like, 
yes, I will sit in it. Once he saw someone else do it. Um, you know, I, I just want to take this time and I pray that God sends inspiration our way. Shows us people that has already did it before. In this world of distractions. So we can have confidence that we can do it too. In the name of Jesus, amen. So she said she watched that. So because she watched that when her husband came home and was like, baby, you know, my boss said call his realtor and he's going to get us some houses that, you know, are really good houses and beautiful homes and we can buy it. And she said, I know it was nothing but the enemy because God told me to go to this house. And even though that looks good and it looks stable, you know, because we're buying this home and everything. That's the enemy. I'm going to go with this one. So as she's telling me this story, it actually spoke to me. And I realized this rental assistance program. It looked good. And it looked good to put all that money in my bank account that I would originally pay my rent with. But it was the plans of the enemy. Because let me tell you guys something. God will never give you a blessing that you would have to lie for. And even though I would not have physically told a lie because I ain't lying for nobody, it is what it is. But I was pre-approved, so I still would have been walking in a lie. Because COVID never affected me. COVID never affected my finances. And I didn't even think that way. I just thought even though COVID didn't affect me, God is about to bless me still. Thank you, Lord. And no, it wasn't correct. Oh, God is good. And guys, the funny thing is, I tried to call these people today to approve it. And I kept calling. And then finally, I got a recording stating that their offices is only open on Mondays and Tuesdays to speak to a representative. Other than that, you can email them. I didn't want to email them. (laughs) So I said, okay, I'll call back on Monday. And then when I spoke to her, it was just like, oh, my gosh. The enemy tried to confuse me and set me up for something that was not in the will of God. And you know what? I should have knew this because in Matthew, when Jesus went to the wilderness, one of the things the enemy tried to trick him with was riches and glory. So even though I disregarded the email and I never did it, I just got to give thanks to God. And this is why it's a testimony. I got to give thanks to God because he aligned my sister to watch Crazy Faith, which aligned her to not make a decision, which he knew she was going to speak to me and speak this into my heart for me to not make that same decision. And it was two different ways. The enemy was trying to bless her with a different house and trying to bless me with extra money in a bank account. But it was plans of the enemy. And it spoke to me because I'm always the type of person, you know, when there's, you know, dodgeballs coming our way that we got to dodge out of, you know, I know the enemy is sending, you know, trouble our way, you know, thinking, you know, trying to hinder us from meeting our promise. But I never was the one to think that the enemy will actually try to bless me so I can walk out the will of God. Any kind of blessing was automatically thinking that it came from God. 
And that is not true. That is not true. So glory to God that he sent a detour my way to get me back in the lane I was supposed to be in. Glory to God that he sent a roadblock for those people not to answer their phones so I can have that conversation with my sister. And no, to not do that. So I just wanted to give you guys my little story. (laughs) And I hope somebody got something out of that because I got a lot out of that. I got a lot of wisdom. I got a lot of knowledge. And I got a lot of gratefulness for his protection. He protected me from doing something that was probably going to cause me some kind of hindrance. Or, you know, just in life, you know, because you reap what you sow, you know. And if I was sowing out of the will of God, his hand wasn't upon that. Lord only knows what it would have happened. He would have took his hand off that situation because it's not him. But he stopped me before I did it. That's only love, y'all. That ain't nothing but love, y'all. Nothing but love. So anyways, (laughs) to what I wanted to speak to you guys about. So as usual, guys, I I had something else planned for you guys. I was going to talk to you guys um, about resources. I was going to give you guys so many resources because I know how hard it is when you are following God for the first time or maybe been following God. And let's say like you go to church, you go to Bible study, you listen to gospel music here and there, but you love rap and R&B, and um, you don't want to always listen to gospel music, but that's all you know. Well, I just wanted to let you guys know that there is rap, Christian music, and there is R&B, Christian music, and I just wanted to give you resources of bomb songs, bomb artists that you guys can look up into, um, anointed pastors, um, different ones, and you can watch whoever, you know, is speaks to your heart and different movies and shows that is anointing and Christian and keeps you in line because I know how hard it is to stay in line and you know how much how easy it is to go back to your old ways and once you make I learned this from watching um Bishop Delcy Bronner you can go straight for a while and then you can just get an inch off track and that one inch can lead you to a whole nother destination that you wasn't planning on being on just by an inch so I just wanted to help those out who don't know you know because I always believe in a saying if you knew better you would do better so (laughs) um I went from a time where I didn't know you know I, I just played gospel music whenever I wanted to spill the spirit um but now my playlist is nothing but gospel music, R&B, you know, Christian rap, Christian R&B, Christian worship music. I got Christian pop. I got it all. <laughs> all the music I like, you know, it is in my playlist. And all the music I like gets glory to God. Um, so I wanted to help you guys out with the same thing. Um, but as always, I prayed to God um, about two to three weeks ago, and I asked him, what do you want me to tell them? You know, what do you want? I invite you in. I will speak whatever you want me to speak. 
And as I'm laying in my bed, and sometimes I lay in my bed, even after praying, I'm still talking to God. (laughs) It may just look like I'm talking to myself, but I'm talking to God still. (laughs) And he revealed it to me. So today we are going to talk about my friend Gideon. My friend Gideon. As you guys know, me and my sisters um, have a Bible study. And we do Bible studies once a week. And we are in the book of Judges. And uh, we read Judges, you know, chapter 6 of Gideon. And when I read it for the Bible study... I got different notes. Well, I didn't even think I touched on that point. You know, I got a little something, a little something here. And then as I'm laying down and talking to myself, God spoke to me and re-went through that chapter with me. And I just looked up and gave him glory because, y'all, this was good. So I want to read to you Judges 6. And we're going to talk about my friend Gideon. And he's going to give us guidance. And I promise you guys, next week, I will. Well, and next podcast, I will bring you guys resources. Resources. So stay tuned. <laughs> and I'm just going to read to you um, right now from the book of Judges. So Judges 6 verse 11 says, the angel of the Lord came and sat down next to Gideon, son of Josh. And um, Gideon was threshing wheat in a wine press um, because he was hiding from the Midianites. And in verse 12, it says, when the angel of the Lord sat next to Gideon, He said, hey, mighty warrior, the Lord is with you. You know, what's up, mighty warrior? The Lord is with you. So in verse 13, it says that Gideon replied, like, pardon me, God, I'm sorry. But if God is with us, why has all this happened to us? Where's the God that my ancestors was talking about? Talking about God is with you. You know, the Lord is with you. Where's that God? Why why did this happen if God is with us? You know, I don't mean to question you. God is good and this wouldn't have happened if God was with us. You know? He said God has abandoned us. And he gave us in the hands of the Midian. You know, because they were running from the Midianites. So the Lord answers him and says, go in the strength that you have. Just go in the strength that you have and save Israel out of the hands of the Midianites. Am I not sending you? Am I not sending you? And Gideon says, pardon me, Lord. Once again, I'm sorry to question this. But how can I save Israel? My clan... You know, my my team, my clan, we are the weakest of everybody. And I am the last of my family. I'm the youngest of my family. I, how am I supposed to save Israel? 
How am I supposed to save Israel? And that was in verse 15. So in verse 16, God replies and says, I will be with you and you will strike down all the many nights, leaving none alive and alive. So have you guys ever been in a position where you question God? Where you question God? You know, maybe when you was first becoming a believer, you know, you, you got the feeling, but you're like, hmm, God, I don't know if you're real. I don't know if this is real. I'm going to keep going to church, but I don't know if it's, this is real. Or maybe you already do know God and you're in a situation. And you're like, you know, God, I love you and I respect you and all. But I don't know if you, you know, I don't, I don't know if you're going to get me out of this. So, God, I got to do what I need to do. God, I got to do what I need to do to feed my family. God, I got to do what I need to do to make a way, to, to make things happen. I know you, God. You, 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 you. But listen, I got to do what I need to do right now. You know, you question God. Gideon did the same thing. He said, pardon me? Sorry to disrespect you. But if God was with us, why did all this happen? You questioned God. So not only did Gideon question God, but he also questioned himself. You know? Have you ever been in a predicament where you questioned yourself like, listen, God can't use me. I done did too much in this world for him to use me. You know, a lot of people, you know, who's not into God say, listen, if I walk in that church, I'm burning. (laughs) I'm burning. I'm in too much sin, you know. They're going to see me on fire, you know. I can't go to church. Or um, question yourself. Like, let's say you um, already are walking with God. And, um, you know, you, 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 you took that one centimeter started going back to your old ways but you know the feeling of being in the spirit so you think your life is not there yet to go back you know because you want to come with God with respect you're like I can't you know I want to go to church but I can't right now you know I just go to church I just watch the sermons at home whenever I get a chance or, you know, I still listen to my gospel music, but I can't go to church right now until, you know, I get right. I can't disrespect the house of the Lord like that and walking up in there knowing I'm not right. You know, you question yourself. You question yourself. Gideon did the same thing. He questioned God and he questioned himself. Like, I'm the youngest in my clan. I'm the youngest in my household. My clan, my team, you know, my homies, we the weakest. (laughs) We the weakest, you know? And he questioned himself. He questioned God and he questioned himself. But during the midst of questioning God, 
and questioning himself, God told him, verse 14, God said to Gideon, go in the strength that you have. Just go in the strength that you have. So, still go to church. Even though you question. Go in what little faith you do have. Still, come and praise me. Come pray to me. Come talk to me. Even though you made that little turn. Just go in what you do have. Go in with the fact that you know that I am God. Just go in the strength that you have. strength that you have and then he said to Gideon am I not sending you like am I not the one who called you am I not the one who called you because when you think that when you when you um, go to church and it speaks something to your soul you know but you still question if it's real or if God is real what spoke to your soul was the Holy Spirit. He was the one who called you anyways. He was the one that put that light bulb up in you anyways. He knows the beginning to the end. He knew you was going to question him and he still put a light bulb in you. You know? He knew you was going to go that one inch off. And he still put that desire in you. to want to go to church but you just didn't feel like your life was right. He said, go with the strength that you do have. Go with that itty-bitty desire. Go with that itty-bitty faith. Go with that itty-bitty thought. I was the one who gave it to you. I was the one who gave it to you. So later in the story, well, right under that, um, you see Gideon say, you know, God, if this is really you, let me go and make sacrifice for you so Gideon cooks up this beef in a pot cooks up um, I believe it's, it was gold lamb beef you know just meat he cooked up this meat he made bread with no yeast <laughs> no yeast it was just flat and he had a pot with the broth he had the pot with the broth and he brought it out to the angel of the Lord. And the angel of the Lord told Gideon, put the meat on the rock. Oh my God, this is so good. I didn't even think about this. Put the meat on the rock and put the bread on the rock. As far as the broth, throw it out. Throw it out. I don't even want that. And then the angel of the Lord put fire, I mean, stuck the shaft into the food, stuck his shaft into the food, and fire came up and consumed it. So, basically, Gideon made meat, Gideon made bread with no yeast, and Gideon had a broth in another pot, you know, and I started to think to myself why that is significant, you know, why that, because basically, Gideon tried to make beef stew, meat, broth, bread on the side, a little dinner roll on the side. And he brought it out to the Lord, and it wasn't even all put together yet. The bread didn't even have yeast. He didn't even have it all put together. But he brought it out to the Lord. 
You know, go with the strength that you do have. And the Lord told him to dump the broth, put the shaft in the food, place it on a rock, put the shaft in the food, and fire came and consumed it. Fire came and consumed it. Go in the strength that you do have. You may be like, Lord, you know, I don't know if you're real or not, but church did something to me. I, I got this feeling, so I'm going to keep going. God going, eat that all up like gobble, gobble, gobble. I'll take that. The strength you do have. Gobble, gobble, gobble. I'll take that. Even though Gideon did not have it all together, God put that shaft in it and said, gobble, gobble, gobble. I'll take that. I'll take that. You know, you may say, God, listen, I don't know if I can pray for a whole hour, but I'm going to just start by praying for five minutes every morning, maybe 10 minutes every night, because I also want to give thanks. God's saying, gobble, gobble, gobble. I'll take that. God, I'm just curious. This is a lot going on in this world, and we need you. Like, you must be real. Like, I don't know if I'm ready to go to church, but I'm going to watch a sermon every night. Gobble, gobble, gobble. I'll take that. God, I may not know your word, and I may not know what it means and what you're talking about, but I'm going to make an attempt to try to just read it every day. 15 minutes or maybe two chapters a day and God said gobble 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 I'll take that you know as I said you might say God I don't know if I can pray for an hour but I'll pray for 15 minutes or five minutes you know I'll just make sure I just talk to you along my day to just say thank you you know and in the story of Gideon as you can see he made the beef he made the the bread with no yeast but he also made a pot with the broth in it. And the angel said, throw that out. I don't even want that. So as you're talking to God and you're saying, God, even though, you know, I'm going to pray for five minutes. I don't know if I can pray for an hour. God say, throw that out. I don't even want that. You know, you might say, God, I ain't got no war room or no closet to pray. You know, pray to you. I'm just going to pray to you on my knees by my bed. God said, throw that closet out. I wasn't even asking for that. I'll take the knees, I'll take the bed, I'll take the whispers. Gobble, gobble, gobble. I'll take that. That's enough for me. Go in the strength that you have. Go in the strength that you have. So y'all, God is saying, you know, I'll take that. I'll take that. It ain't got to be perfect. Go in the strength you have. And after he said, go in the strength you have, he said, ain't I'm the one sending you? You got to think, before Gideon even made this sacrifice, God called him mighty warrior. God came to him and called him mighty warrior before he even did all of that. Before he even did all of that, he called him mighty warrior your God is with you you don't have to think you need to put on a performance for God he just appreciates your time 
He called you before you even even started to pray for five minutes. He gave you the light bulb. And I just noticed something when I was reading you guys this, that he told him to put the food on a rock. And y'all, do y'all know they call Jesus the rock? <laughs> Trust him, Lord, with all your might, for the Lord God is a solid rock. Put the food on a rock. Place the altar on God. It's okay. I'll take it. I'll take it. So to keep going, and verse 25, um, um, God came to Gideon um, and said, listen, I'm going to need you to go to your father's herds, take the bull that's seven, year old, seven years old, cut down the altar that your father has made for um, Baal, Baal, the, the um, altar Baal, and... Um, Tear off the Asherah's pole. And basically, I want you to, with the pole, with the wood, kill the kill the bull and make a proper altar for me. So this teaches us a lot of things. So when we start walking with God in the beginning, or we go back to God, you know, God is saying, I'll accept whatever little you have. First, we make a, we, we, uh, we, we give God something, you know, whether that's a little bit of prayer, whether that's, you know, you start taking those steps, taking the steps. Then God told him to, after you take the steps, this is what I want you to do next. I want you to tear down what your father said, tear down what your father did and who your father is representing and make a proper one. So basically, and not only was the father worshiping Baal, you know, it comes to find out that the whole town was worshiping this. Because Gideon um, went to um, tear it down. He was scared to do it in the daylight. So he waited till nighttime. And at nighttime, he went out and tore it down, cut the bull and made an altar for God. And then the town came out like, who tore down our altar? Who did this? Who did this? So basically, Gideon had to repent because everybody worshiped that God, that Baal God, the Baal God, whatever his name is. Everybody worshiped him because if the father worshiped him and the town worshiped him, Gideon must have been, you know, with the custom of living and worshiped him too. So God said, you got to repent. You got to cut that down. And you got to make a new altar. You know, start walking in the way of me. Not only do you have to take the steps, now you got to turn away and repent. Because repent just means turn. Turn away. Go a different direction. Go in the alignment of God. Um, turn away. Turn away from what the generational curses. You know, well, my mama did this. My daddy did this. My grandma, you know, this is what we do. No, it's not. You don't have to. You don't have to do that. Repent. And build a new altar. You know? Um, and as I said, it turned out to be the God of the community. So when you on social media and you see everybody 
shaking and gyrating and showing off their bodies, repent, turn, build a new altar. Build a new altar. You can still be on social media. Let's build a new altar. The right things, the right way. The right way. You know? Instead of hanging out with the homies and, you know, drinking and chilling and getting into stuff you ain't got no... You know? Early in the day. Take your nephews to go shoot some hoops. You're still outside. You're still chilling. But you're breaking curses. We're going to go shoot some hoops. We're going to go, you know, play ball in the backyard. Turn. Turn. So Gideon made the food. You know, he made the steps. Start praying. Start seeing God. Even if it's two minutes, you know. Thank you, Lord. Look up as you pray. Thank you. And then you got to start turning. Start repenting. You know? And I believe that... If you start walking in alignment with God, like the prayers and watching the videos, that is going to help make it easier to do this. To do this. And everybody, you ain't got to put on a show because as you know, Gideon did it in the middle of the night. He ain't doing it in the daytime. You ain't got to put on a show. You can praise God behind closed doors. It's okay. Gobble, gobble, gobble. He'll take that. Ain't nobody telling you to be all on Facebook. I'm glory, you know, I'm with God now. I can't do. Nah. Nah. Just turn from the way you've been talking. Try to edit out the curse words. Cut out the curse words. Try to encourage somebody and bring life to somebody. You know, just turn. Just turn. Just turn. So in verse 32, the people in the town um, started calling Gideon names, I guess because he broke the altar or tore down the altar. They started calling him something called Jeroboam. You know, I guess that means one who crossed Baal or whatever it meant. Um, Yeah, Jeroboam, you know, calling him names. So I just want y'all to know that, listen, people going to talk. You know, they gonna call your names. Oh, now she holier than thou. Now, you know, now he goody two shoes. He act like he can't. They gonna call you name. Trust me. If they talk back then, and this was more than 200,000 years ago. This was before, before, before Jesus. If they, what makes you think they ain't gonna talk now? They gonna talk. They gonna talk. They even talked about Gideon. It's okay. It's people. They gonna talk, you know. Eighty-two said they started name calling. They gonna talk, guys. But you know what? I'm going in with this. You let them talk, because in verse thirty-four it says the spirit of the Lord came upon Gideon. The spirit of the Lord fell on Gideon. Spirit of the Lord fell on Gideon. It ain't. He got the victory. He got the victory. You got the victory. I don't know what it is. But God 
God is with you. And God is too big of a God. You know, I'm not really into like materialistic and, you know, things and trying to be a millionaire and movie star. No, but I know just knowing God that God is too big of a God for you not to live a glorious life by walking with him. Everything belongs to him. <laughs> like literally y'all think about this. If God wanted to, he can in this world just poop done world be gone God can if God can speak to my sister's heart to say these things to me even though my sister wasn't saying that to me just to tell me about you know to tell me about myself she was just telling me her story and her story spoke to me God can speak to anybody everything and everyone belongs to him and as long as you walk in his spirit anything is possible he got the victory at the end because the spirit of the Lord fell upon Gideon so Gideon started walking in the spirit and once you walk in the spirit Anything is possible. Anything. Anything. Things you haven't even imagined. Things that you don't even, you know, pray to God for. It just comes to you. And you're just like, oh my gosh. Oh my, thank you so much. Like, who am I that you are so mindful of me? spirit just take those little steps just start turning you know you don't have to make these big turns you ain't got to put yourself on the show God said throw that out I don't even I don't even want that just make these turns victory is yours because walking in the spirit anything is possible even if you're not even wishing for it. He will just align you up with the right person at the right time where it was a set up to be set up. <laughs> God, it's good, y'all. I hope you guys got something out of this. I truly do. I hope you guys got something out of this. Um, before we pray, I just want to remind you guys um, if you have any suggestions for me that you want me to talk about, or if you just want to say, hey, girl, hey, <laughs> or any comments or anything, any questions about anything, feel free to email me. And my email is purposedivine.3 at gmail.com. And if you have any prayers, anything you want me to pray about or my worship girls my sisters (laughs) we are happy to pray for you feel free to email me at purposedivine.prayers at gmail.com I'm here for you I'm here for you and so is the God of heaven he's here for you he's here for you he loves you beyond what you could ever imagine. 
what you can ever imagine. So let us pray. Teach us, O Lord. Teach us how to walk in your ways. Father God, we need a, a heart encounter with you. A heart encounter. You know? We, we, it's possible to know your word. It's possible to know your word. And know who you are, but not have a feeling. Don't just renew our minds. Renew our speech. Touch our hearts. Touch our hearts. I pray that you give us an anointing that is loving towards others, but that is so bold for you. Because if others see our boldness, if others see that we've turned, if others see that we've had to come in with you, they're going to want some of that, God. Touch our hearts. Let us know that it's okay that you are with us so that we may turn. only for us but for the sake of others so you get glory from all so you get glory from all in your word it says that the ground is groaning waiting on the sons of men to step up to their calling the ground is groaning waiting for us to step into our call Help us to stay on course. Help us to stay on track. Holy Spirit, we need you more now than ever. Speak to us. Convict us when we are wrong. Because even though, you know, we don't want to make the mistake, sometimes we do. Because we don't know. Convict us when we are wrong. Show us the proper way. And God, for everybody that is out there that thinks that, you know, they just got to make ends meet for themselves. Let them know that you are God. And in you, all things are possible. All things are possible. I pray that you meet them at their meeting place. 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 You're the God. You're the God of wisdom. You're the God of love. You're the God of compassion. You're the Father. You know all. You know all. You're the God of miracles. You're the God of wonders. Meet them at their meeting place and let them know that you are God.
you are God and you're still alive today as you were in the testaments. Oh God, I thank you. I thank you for all you've done, all you're doing and all you're going to do. At this moment, I just want to give you glory and say thank you. Say thank you. Amen. If you don't know um, Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you want to come back or you're like, okay, I'm with it. I'm with it. I'm all in. Use me, God. Use me. In the name of Jesus, repeat this. Dear Jesus, you are the Savior. I thank you for saving my life on that cross, even when I didn't know you. And I thank you for saving my life today. I repent and I'm ready to turn and follow your ways. I believe, Lord, I believe you died on that cross. And in three days you rose again and you are now alive in heaven. Shine and glory on your people. Thank you, God. Thank you for what you did for me. Thank you for what you did for me, even in the midst of my sins. I love you, O King. Transform my heart, transform my mind, transform my words, and transform my ways. I give it all to you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right, y'all. Amen, 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 amen. I love you guys. I am your host, Saray, and thank you for listening to Divine Purpose. Bye.